when disaster strikes. Will you be ready? Good evening, and we begin tonight with the monster hurricane and its deadly impact already. When all hope is gone, will the government be there for you? If you're looking for ways to take your prepping to the next level, then you've come to the right place. Broadcasting from a secure and well-prepared location, it's time for Prepping 2.0. And now, please welcome authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher. We have episode 89 of Prepping 2.0 today. I'm excited. This is going to get meaty and good. But I have to say hello first. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Shelby. How are you this morning? I'm great. I woke up and somebody made amazing uh, potatoes with some olive oil and some garlic and some chives from the garden and then four farm fresh eggs and some bacon and Glenn is a very happy boy right now. Oh, and about a pot of coffee. Uh, for those of you that listened to the last episode, the first 30 seconds of episode 88, you heard that special um, public service announcement about uh, people being addicted to caffeine, <laughs> getting them off of it. It was it was a big funny bit you, that we and, did. And who brought me coffee in bed or became yeah. my enabler? That's right. I'm <laughs> the enabler. Um, I love it when she's all hopped up on the on the Java bean. So anyway, there we go. Well, we have a very special guest and a great topic. Uh, the topic is Marxism is the biggest threat. And our guest is Trevor Loudon, who's the author of the book uh, many years ago, 10-ish years ago, The Enemies Within, that made some crazy bold prediction that there would be Marxists and communists in the U.S. government. Oh, oh, that's crazy. And then it's kind of all true. By the way, you know, we, we like that here in the world of 299 days, a great state and enemies within people who predict stuff roughly 10 years in advance, predict with broad brush strokes. obviously. Um, we kind of like those people because um, the because we like ourselves anyway. So Trevor, and then he's got a new book out called White House Reds that we're going to be talking about. Um, now, the, the stuff we're going to focus on with him is stuff that relates directly to prepping. Here's the thing, guys. We don't care about politics in the sense of vote for this person or don't vote for this person. Obviously, we care, but you know, the show isn't about politics. If you want that, there's a million other podcasts. We focus on threats to you and your family that you need to prepare for and we tell you how to prepare for it and we give you hope and motivation that you can indeed prepare for it and it's not you know a terrible bleak future so with that in mind and because the topic of marxism we could talk about for hours and hours and hours and we're not going to do that we're going to focus on three main things and maybe get to some more stuff the three things we're going to focus on in this show are blm antifa and state and local governments being sort of arms of Marxism. And we'll get more into that. Sounds crazy right now, but when we, well, when Trevor talks about it, it won't sound so crazy anymore. If we get the time, we'd kind of like to cover Chinese election meddling, like in Virginia, where they did a get out the vote project. And then we ended up with gun control in Virginia to everyone's surprise, except us. Um, Trump's reelection, how the Marxists view that, the deep state and the red green axis, which is Red meaning Marxism and green meaning Islam and how amazingly, <laughs> despite a nine year war in Afghanistan, um, the communists and Islam seem to be getting together and uh, cooperating swimmingly well. Probably won't get to those again. It'll be BLM, Antifa and state and local government. But before we bring Trevor on and talk about those meaty topics, we have some other things to talk about. Shelby, tell everybody about the top 100. Oh, the top 100 list. It seems so much more um, necessary yeah. to talk about every week now. If you go to our website, prepping2-0.com, on the lower right-hand corner, you'll see the top 100 list. It's a list of 100 things that disappear the fastest that you might think about prepping for that disappear in a collapse. And it was compiled by those who survived the Bosnian collapse in the early 90s. We're on number 71. It is baby wipes and bacterial soap. Antibacterial Anti soap. I'm sorry. Goodness. <laughs> I need another sip of coffee. My exactly. bad. But um, for those of us who survived, you know, toilet paper crisis 2020 of March, if you knew anyone or have a baby around that time, you know that that also applied to baby wipes. And it was if you had a baby and couldn't find wipes or you were paying an exorbitant amount of money for them. You know what that's like. So think about uh, baby wipes, antibacterial wipes, and, or, and think about uh, finding a way to make them yourself, which is actually not that difficult. But that can be a problem. You need to be able to clean up things that cause um, illnesses like, you know, 
Human feces. So it's a problem. Yes, it's a problem. What else do you have to talk about, my dear? Lots of things. Merch. We have some cool merch. There's here's the thing that's going on with the merch. If you go to our website again, prepping2-0.com, click on the shop page. You'll see our cool merch. That's going to get updated here in a couple of weeks. First of all, we just updated our t-shirt sizes. We only have a few who rags left, but. A kind of a partner to this topic is that our uh, our Patreons, our awesome supporters, yeah. just got their goodie bags. There's going to be extras from those goodie bags, and depending on what the extras are, we're going to put those extras on sale on our merch on our merch page here. Probably about two or three weeks. So keep an eye out for that. So there's some yummy goodie things out of there, and, and they have the I Miss America stuff, t-shirts, etc., mm-hmm. and then the patiently awaiting the collapse stuff and they we can't keep the stuff in stock and we love that we're seeing people out there with the i miss america should i go ahead and say it face mask that or the hoorag either way if you have to wear something on your face to go into public it's i'll tell you i'll tell you what i've (laughs) I've worn my my face mask now i have gotten some very because when you're in public like that you can only communicate really with your eyes i've had people come up and lock eyes with me and say i like your face mask i had my i miss america face mask and these are you know the ones that you know, you're supposed to wear that of course do nothing but i mean we're not claiming (laughs) we're not part of the whole we're not here to this isn't yeah. for health. This is for the messaging. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I got in a conversation with a guy in the post office and followed up with him. And he's he's a really good guy. He's got an amazing skill. I'm not going to give it away. That would be incredibly helpful and that's for any how you prepper build team. Community. And we've we started talking. And I think I can tell um, this guy is going to be part of the crew with the skill that he has. I, I thank God that we stumbled upon each other. So they're amazing conversation yes. starters. Yeah. And I will say this, the whole I Miss America message is resonating right now. We're selling more T-shirts and more everything because people are understanding right now when you're walking around like zombies with face masks on, standing six feet apart and you look like a, you know, a little East Germany. Oh, my gosh. I miss America. So anyway, so the next thing I wanted to mention on our website is the Friends and Affiliates page. We have some great folks over there that have coupon codes, that have discounts for our listeners. Go over there and check it out. Um, Again, just go to prepping2-0.com and click on Friends and Affiliates. And you had something to add to that, Glenn. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, Our sponsors, um, their ads are on, but we just wanted to give them a mention. We love these guys. Um, First of all, there's EMP Shield, which produces a device that you wire into something and it protects it from the... Uh, EMP shock wave basically um, they can explain it and then also new mana n-u-m-a-n-n-a they make uh, bulk freeze-dried food sort of family style portions they've been really working hard to keep supply um, or to keep product in inventory given what's going on but they they do have some um, we also have katie c-a-t-i armor which is come and take it armor body armor steel body uh, armor plates and then we have Backwoods Home, which is a magazine that we love, and you should check them out. So there we go. Those are the sponsors. Well, as I often say, now here's the part of the show everybody wanted to listen to, and that would be our guest, Trevor Loudon. I will say hello, Trevor, and why don't you tell us about yourself? Hey, uh, hey, thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Shelby. Um, look, I'm from New Zealand, <laughs> as you will tell by my accent. I have a southern accent. And... Uh, Deep Southern, and, and I've been living in the United States for several years. I've toured all 48 of you of, of the continental U.S. speaking. My, my topic is Marxism, the Marxist infiltration of your government, um, and the looming, you know, the attempted communist takeover of this country, the infiltration of your Congress and your Senate. And I say there's about... 50 members, uh, 100 members of the U.S. House and about 20 members of the U.S. Senate who are so enmeshed in neo-communism, Marxism, are working with the Iranians or the Cubans or the Chinese or the local communists that they couldn't pass a background check to drive a school bus. But there are no background checks in Congress or the Senate. And that's why you've got Maria Cantwell and Patty Murray in your state that couldn't pass a background check, or Pramila Jayapal, or several other of your local Congress members who would have not a prayer of getting a job in the post office, but they are running this country and attempting to run it into the ground, Hmm. I might add. 
That's right. And this was covered in, in your your book uh, a few years ago, The Enemies Within. And then you have a new one, White House Reds. Why don't you tell folks about White House Reds? Oh, t- tell folks about both books, if you will. Well, look, you can get both books. They're both available on Amazon. But if you order them through my website, trevorloudon.com, you'll get them way quicker and you can get them autographed as well. So White House uh, Enemies Within basically dealt with the communist infiltration of the Democratic Party and profiled, I think it was 54 U.S. Congress members and 14 U.S. Senators who who were heavily involved in Marxist groups, anti-American activities, etc. Now, I've expanded that considerably since that time. Um, as I say, I've just about 100 in the House and 20 in the Senate who, who didn't pass the test. But uh, so the new book, White House Reds, Communist, Socialist, and Security Risks Running for U.S. President 2020, so White House Reds, profiles 10 of the leading Democratic Party contenders for the U.S. presidency. And that includes Biden, it includes Buttigieg, it includes Amy Klobuchar. All of them are Marxists. All of them. The, the, it wasn't just Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Every single one of them that was still running at January the 1st, 2020, um, ex- with the exception of Mike Bloomberg, who has his own horrible issues, all of them came from Marxist background. And, and what the book does basically is show you the different strands of Marxism that have interwoven themselves into the into the Democratic Party at the top levels. You know, there's a pro-Soviet strand, there's a pro-Chinese strand, there's a, a Democratic Socialist strand, there's a pro-Communist um, Party USA strand, there's a Maoist, um, Maoist strand. So all of these strands are represented by different candidates, and they've all inveigled themselves into the top reaches of the Democratic Party. So it wouldn't really have mattered which one got the, <laughs> got the uh, nomination. They would all be Marxists. And, and this is, you know, this includes Amy Klobuchar, you know, the moderate from Minnesota, Mrs. Nice Minnesota, complete Marxist, hmm. deep Marxist. You know, she used to go on bicycle tours in the old Soviet Union with her father. <laughs> so um, heavily involved with Democratic Socialists of America, a communist organization. So this this book will shock people. So I, I urge you to get it from my website, com, because it's the best thing out there right now for showing the deep penetration of, of the Democratic Party. And the link to that, com, will be in the show notes to this show. We'll make sure you have a way of getting it. And um, by the way, I... I, I you know, this this idea of Marxists in U.S. government, I think we're past that. It's I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking, how are we going to get people listening to accept the idea that there are Marxists in the U.S. government? And then a light bulb went off and Doug, Lynn, I don't know. Have you been watching the news for the last six months? So anyway, it's just interesting that a year ago, this would have been something we needed to convince people of. And now I don't think it is. And and a note about the, the two books. Um very, very well sourced. This isn't a madman's rant. Um, the number of book sales, especially with the enemies within, indicates it is not a madman's rant. Um, this is this is what journalists used to do, by the way. So this is this mm-hmm. is for real. And if you need a way to jolt yourself or usually with our listeners, they already know this stuff. They need to convince like a wife or a husband or family members or friends of stuff these books are the way to do it. Walk in armed. You wouldn't you wouldn't go into a gunfight without a gun. Well, don't go into an intellectual debate with platitudes. How about footnote sources? How about that? Well, and, and let me add this too. I, I remember uh, Trevor Loudon's books from 10 years ago. And um, I remember at the time, they, it was it was these people, the people, you know, the, the elected officials in his books would hide these things. They would hide yeah. their affiliations with these with these radical groups. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. And and the best thing you have a quote. And I'll get to it. Yeah. You'll get to it later. But I think about um, the one that shocked me recently. And we'll, and we'll move on here to your thoughts on the BLM, Trevor. But just recently, co-founder of the BLM came right out and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're trained Marxists. We know what we're doing here. We we are 
We're Marxists. There's no, and so the BLM, how does BLM, Black Lives Matter, the organization, not the words, because we all agree, not just black lives, but all lives matter. But, um, and I know I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just, I'm a racist oh, for you're... saying such things that everybody's life matters. You're terrible. Goodness. But what are yeah. you, so. Tell tra- us about BLM. Is it Marxist as if we don't know? And why would you say yes to that question? <laughs> well, yeah, emphatic yes. But we need to understand even, it's even worse than that because. The Black Lives Matter founders, um, Patrice Kalurs, um, Alicia Gaza, and um, Opal Kometi, are all very closely affiliated with a, a, a communist group. It's now called Liberation Road. They changed their name, but it was called the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. And they've been affiliated with that for some years. So that is a pro-Chinese communist party. So this is this is a Chinese operation. You know, the, I, my contention is the main factor behind the riots we've seen in American cities is China. Yes, this is people's war against the United States. But these three women, um, Elijah Garza, is a member of Left Group, which is a front group for, for Liberation Road. Um, Opal Sumeti uh, has been down to Venezuela to meet Maduro has worked for Maduro, is, is involved in several Liberation Road front. And um, Patrice Kalur, who, who admits to being a Marxist, who, who was the one who made that confession, um, was mentored by a man called Eric Mann, a former SES member, uh, member of the Weatherman, which became the Weather Underground Terrorist Organization, and also of the pro-Chinese League of Revolutionary Struggle. So they're all Maoist. That's what they are. And Black Lives Matter is a Maoist organization. And so, so the reason Mao... See, see, Maoism is all about race, using race for revolution. Because in China, you know, when Mao took over, he didn't really have an industrial working class. Because the traditional Marxism is you fire up the industrial working class to to, um, to take over the uh, the wealth of the bourgeoisie and the capitalists. Well, they didn't have that in China, but they did have a lot of ethnic minorities and peasants and that kind of thing. So they used racial differences to foment revolution. And race is much more effective in America for revolution than is class. You, you can start out poor and end up rich in America. You can start out rich and end up poor. But the race you are born into is with you for life. And so you, um, this is the main mechanism for communist revolution in the, in the country today. And Black Lives Matter is completely and 100% a Maoist communist organization. Um, they are now run by a group called Movement for Black Lives, their coordinating body, and um, they have managed to infiltrate the Democratic Party. They're getting millions of dollars from corporate America, you know, from Google, from um, the foundations, from Ford Foundation, Levi Strauss Foundation, and others. And um, they are directly connected to Palestinian terrorists, they're connected to Venezuela, they're connected to China, they're connected to several hostile regimes, and their goal is, is revolution. Their goal is to um, bring America to its knees. Hmm. And they're working both on the street and electorally through the Democratic Party. Now, this is the group, Black Liberation Road, this is the group that flipped Virginia yes. from, from a red state to a blue state and have almost done it in Florida and Georgia and North Carolina. And so they're a very powerful group, extremely powerful. And they work hand-in-hand with the with those Democratic parties in those states and what they do in, in a nutshell, because we probably don't have time to go into this, but in a nutshell, they, they fund get-out-the-vote efforts and voting by mail, and I've litigated a, a Federal Voting Rights Act case, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. The vote-by-mail thing is absolutely designed to commit fraud it is it's not only easy to commit fraud 
it's kind of the natural outcome of that system. So they worked and because a lot of people are listening to this thinking, oh, yeah, Chinese communists are taking over Florida. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds odd. But when you break it down to um, groups affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party are getting money uh, from the Chinese Communist Party and they are spending that to go register people to vote multiple times <laughs> and then they're becoming that razor thin uh, difference that margin in very close elections look at Virginia in 2019 they have off year elections and it is absolutely the way to flip a state like Virginia and so you can take some grand crazy sounding concept of communists take over Virginia but it's actually true but we yeah I just wanted to to mention that we have yeah. about three minutes in this segment and I, you've you've kind of answered this but uh, please elaborate how does blm fit into a marxist plan to overthrow the united states and this is gets to the prepping well, thing yeah yeah well look see you got to understand this you know china wants to get rid of um, president trump china wants to wreck the u.s economy and mm-hmm. by wrecking the u.s economy they do two things a they get rid of the president who they don't like and b they cut the U.S. military budget because Trump was rebuilding the U.S. military budget because he saw that Russia and China are arming up like crazy. So he starts building up the U.S. military budget, rebuilding the military to deter Russia and China. But he can only do that that on the back of a strong economy. Now, when the economy is in the toilet, he can't do that. So what what the Chinese did, they drove the COVID panic. completely drove the COVID panic to sink the U.S. economy, and when we're just starting to recover, they, they instigate five weeks of rioting, and this is going to go on all year. Oh, yeah. You know, and that further retards the economy. It divides the country. This is effectively, and I can explain this later, this is Maoist people's war. Now, people's war is a very specific form of warfare, and this is what is happening in America today. You're seeing it with the COVID panic. You're seeing it with Black Lives Matter. It's all Chinese-driven, all of it. Wow, wow, wow! It, and when you say it like that, Trevor, and I and I knew this, but it's laid out so clearly. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you think about it, just adds that new grid that you need. So now when you see the riots in the street and you hear the words of these people on news stations and you see the the inflaming of just, you know, young minority youth, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. And this is important for preppers. I always, well, Shelby yes, and I exactly. always tie it back into this because here's why this matters. When you understand that what you're seeing, a snapshot of BLM burning some stuff down, is part of something bigger. It tells you a lot of stuff that you need to know as a prepper. It tells you this is not, no semi-pun intended, a flash in the pan. This isn't just some people who want to burn some stuff down. It's part of a bigger systemic well, issue. It's not It's not like the civil rights movement of the 1960s that were local, that were American. It's not that. Even though you'll hear people say, oh, this will be like, these will go away. This will simmer down. Nope, no. that's not the end game here. And we only have a couple more seconds. Glenn, what are your thoughts as we go into the break? Well, um, I, my what? thoughts are stick around because Trevor's going to answer some of these questions and stay with us uh, into the second segment if you're listening on the radio or internet please stay with us we're just getting warmed up everybody so we will return in just a moment we'll be right back with more of prepping 2.0 with authors shelby gallagher and glenn tate right after this when the grid goes down darkness will descend fast used to be there was nothing you could do about an emp electromagnetic pulse or cme coronal mass ejection now you can protect your electronics protect your family thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. 
Numana comes in family style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. And we're back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher. And of course, we had to take a break. Always happens. Always happens. And um, I could tell, I could hear him. Trevor wanted to jump in and say something in regards to the riots. I had said, you know, the, these riots feel like the, you know, the 1960s civil rights riots. And I, and I think a lot of people think, oh, this is, th- these will calm down. We'll find resolution. Not when you have international backing. So what are your thoughts on that, Trevor? Yeah, well, we've got to understand that these riots will go on all the way till the election. They'll get worse. And if Trump wins, they'll get even worse. So um, because they'll have nothing to lose at that point. But what, what we need to understand, see, in May 2019, President Trump put tariffs on Chinese goods. Now, the the... Xinhua News Agency announced that the Chinese response to that would be people's war. Now, people thought that just meant, um, you know, they might put tariffs on American goods. It'd be a trade war. Now, people's war means, and it comes from Mao, it means every kind of war imaginable short of direct military confrontation. You know, back in in, uh, pre-revolutionary China, the, the, the Maoists would draw the nationalist forces, the, the professional nationalist army, out into the countryside. They would never confront them directly. They would harass, they would ambush them. They would flood counterfeit currency into the, into the, um, into the nationalist controlled areas. They would do propaganda. They would wear the enemy out. And then they would establish their own bases in the countryside their own government, they would destroy the local police, set up their own government, then they would expand those areas till they had the cities surrounded and starve the cities into submission. In modern terminology, people's war means um, drug export, like the fentanyl that's coming into America. It means cyber warfare. It means biological warfare, like the, the deliberate infecting of America with COVID. It means... Um, financial attack, it means espionage, it means sowing dissension inside the enemy country and that is what we are seeing with the riot. These are Chinese directed, they are Chinese instigated and they will continue on until they are either stamped out with force or they, or they succeed. And so we've got to understand this is in the context of people's war. We're in World War Three. We're not in a direct military confrontation. That only comes 
when the target country or the target army is destroyed, then they will send their soldiers on the march. But until that time, we can expect an amp up of, of the media war that we've seen, um, of the Democratic Party uh, working to defund the U.S. military, of the, um, you know, the, the, the rioting, the propaganda war, economic sabotage. I think we'll see an attack on the U.S. dollar between now and the U.S. US election. I think we'll see um, threats from North Korea and Iran. All of this is orchestrated by China with Venezuelan help, probably Iranian help and Cuban help to cause maximum chaos within inside America. The, ideally, they would like to push America into a civil war. That would be the ideal. But they will do everything they can to, to bring America to its knees. So all the survivalists listening out there do not think this is going to go away. This will only go away if the government takes very, very decisive action against it. And we haven't seen that yet. And a lot of the Republican Party is too gutless to do it. And the Democrats are on the side of the rioters. So, yeah, this, this is a serious um, situation. This is a war to destabilize and wreck the U.S. economy and, and divide American society way, way bigger than anything we have seen previously. And it is not going away soon. If the Republican Party National Convention goes ahead in August, and there's some doubt that it will in Jacksonville, you'll see rioting there like we have not seen in America for decades. You will see a whole relaunch of the rioting around the country. This will go on right up to the election. So um, if you're not a prepper now, make sure you become one. <laughs> wow. Because, because you're going to need to be. When everything you're saying about people's war and you didn't use the term, but it's unconventional warfare in the sense of it's not one country's tanks versus another country's tanks. Just for listeners yeah. who have, you know, we get, I don't know how many new listeners every single show, a bunch of them. Maybe you haven't heard previous shows. Everything Trevor's saying was also said by uh, Special Forces Ted, Green Beret, friend of mine, never been in the military, but he's a Green Beret. I like to be clear about that. Um, and he talked about people's war subverting because his job in several other countries was to foment <laughs> people's war against other governments. And, and Green Berets are experts in unconventional warfare and all of this. And I remember him now, as I think back to the conversation oh, about a year ago, talking about the Chinese and at some point Chinese uh, operators or, or maybe not necessarily soldiers, but Chinese affiliated people after the country was wrecked, the U.S. was wrecked, would come in for humanitarian stuff. And I have to admit, it sounded a little loopy at the time, but I defer to people who are professionals in unconventional warfare. And then to hear Trevor describe all this kind of from a different angle, but coming to the same conclusions tells me there's something to this. And thank you, Trevor, for making the point about prepping and its connection to sustaining yourself during all of this. These are not flashes in the pan. And that's why you're on this show and we love that Shelby do you have something to add to that well and I was it makes me as you were just speaking about all of these influences that are that are you know pushing all the buttons in America right now it just makes me think and it, it doesn't apply but the words of Condoleezza Rice during the 9-11 hearings when she says they're at war with us they were at war with us before we knew that they were at, we were at war with them I'm yeah. butchering her words right. but it's the whole we're us Americans need to stop thinking about war as guns pointed, you know, blue in the gray or red coats versus, you know, c colonials. This is we're at war. We are at war. And and as soon as we get our heads wrapped around that a little bit better, the better we will be when it does get to that point, because I don't see any any way out of it. I don't see everyone going, all right, all right, all right, let's go home. <laughs> everyone go back to school. Everyone put down your masks. You know, this is this is headed towards a very prescribed future that is not going to be pretty. And the more we're prepped for it, the better. So let's let's keep going, though. Yeah. How does how does Antifa Antifa is a slightly different group, although they work really they're hard to tell apart when they're both on the streets, breaking windows and punching you in the face. Yeah. 
Antifa is a different yeah. animal, and they've been around. They're a little bit more homegrown, but they're blending into this whole effort really well. What are your thoughts on Antifa? Yeah, well, Antifa, you know, is getting blamed for all the riots, but they, they're really a secondary part of this. The main the main groups are the two Chinese communist parties, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, which sparked the rioting in Milwaukee, and they claim credit for that. Um, not Milwaukee, Minneapolis, and Liberation Road, who, who sparked, um, who invented Black Lives Matter. But Antifa is very much in the mix and what they are, they, they started out, really the first Antifa started out in the 1930s in Germany. And they were the street fighting wing of the German Communist Party, the anti-fascists. And they would go out and have pitched battles with, with the Nazi brown shirts. And when the brown shirts won, when the Nazis beat the communists, a whole bunch of Antifa switched over and became brown shirts. They became <laughs> Nazis. They used to call them beefsteak Nazis. They were brown on the outside and red in the middle. <laughs> and, um, you know, because it was just going from one street gang to another, basically. Right. And so, but they popped up again in Germany in the 1990s when, uh, and it, when you had a lot of skinhead gangs coming out of the former East Germany. So the anarchists and communist groups in Germany restarted Antifa. That spread to the United States with the anarchists and, and communist groups. It's more of a franchise. It's, it's not a, 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 a coherent group. It, it's, in some places, Antifa is run by Democratic Socialists of America. In some places, it's run by anarchists. It's like a flag, uh, like a franchise. You put on the Antifa logo, you put on the Antifa uniform, and you become Antifa. Mm-hmm. And so they... they um, they have become basically in this country the military wing of the Democratic Party or the terrorist wing right. of the Democratic Party. And you'll find that they're strongest in all the Democratic-controlled cities like Portland, Seattle, the Bay Area, Baltimore, um, you know, Washington, D.C., etc. And there the Democratic authorities make sure the police give Antifa free reign. So Antifa has been set about um, wrecking conservative rallies, beating up patriots, beating up Trump supporters, whatever. They are, uh, they are, I'll say it again, they are the military terrorist wing of the Democratic Party. And they are funded through the unions, they're funded mm. through um, various Soros groups, etc. But it's the Democratic Party that gives them their cover, and it's the Democratic Party that makes sure the police do not harass them or arrest them. Or if they do arrest them, their, their local Democratic DAs give them slaps on the wrists and turn them back out onto the street. They're so a part of this, but not the major part, but they are effectively working for the Democratic exactly. Party. I, and, and Trevor, you haven't, I, I'm sure you haven't read my books. And you haven't listened to this show. You're busy. You're busy doing (laughs) what you're doing. This right here is what I've been saying. And this is the drum that I've been beating for the last eight years. You when I think back to the 2000 or 2016 election, watching the not my not my president riots in Portland, Portland, Portland. now keep in mind, riots happened before then, but they took on a whole new level then, which right now seems so mild. But to watch this multi-million dollar destruction happen and watch the mayor, you know, come out and say, we need to get used to this, this riot culture that we now have and watch Antifa um, cause millions of dollars in damage to car dealerships and get, you know, probation. What you just described, folks, I have seen upfront and personal happen and and that's what's happening. So all that's what's happening in all of these jurisdictions. We can all sit there and cheer. Oh, yay, this Antifa person just got arrested. Yay. That, no, 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 no. They're going to be let go in four hours. And the DA is going to drop charges in four weeks. That, uh, that arrest is just, to, just lip service. This is what happens when Democrats 
like like Ted Wheeler in Portland, I know him, you know, really well. Obviously, he is being told he is being um, controlled and not allowing his police to do anything. What I think is interesting, though, he came out about a month ago and said, "Hey, can we bring in the National Guard?" And the governor said no. Why? Because she's part of this whole system. Anyway, so we want to go. So yeah, yeah and, go and, ahead, and, Glenn. Um, to to move from Antifa because I think you made your point oh, very goodness. well, Trevor. That it's a different crew than BLM, and they are. The, the shock troops of the Democrat Party and where the Democrats are in control, Antifa seems to run with free reign. I think we see that And they all the blend time. in really well when oh, they're yeah. all rioting together on the street. I mean, they, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. hard to tell them apart. So, so the segue is taking that thought about, you know, some state and local governments, and we'll pick on Portland for a while here because they're the best example. Um, and, and I listed the three sort of threat groups as BLM, Antifa and state and local governments at the beginning of the show. I said, and that may seem like a stretch, but listen along and you'll see what we're talking about. So um, the questions are going to be about and I say local and state government. I guess it could be national government. But if Biden wins, it would certainly be national government. We're going to take we're going to play the cards we've been dealt. And so the current situation is some local governments and state governments. So before I ask you a question, I want to set it up with this quote. This is from the Massachusetts Attorney General, General Maura Healey, and this is June 2nd, 2020, so very recently, June 2nd, 2020, the big riots were still going on, the first wave of them. And she said, and I'm curious what your reaction is, Trevor, she said, yes, America is burning, but that's how forests grow. Trevor, you know what she's right. talking about. Take it away, that, sir. That is, su- that is such a Maoist quote. <laughs> that is so, so... Now, see, Maura Healy is very close to the Chinese Progressive Association in Massachusetts, which is the front for Liberation Road, the pro-Chinese, um, the pro-Chinese front group in, 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 in Massachusetts. And they have incredible control of the Boston City Council, they have several state reps. They have um, several of the local Congress uh, members. Elizabeth Warren is extremely close to them, for instance. And so she comes from that Maoist strand. So for Maura Healy to say that, that that's Maoism. And she's saying because Maoism is all about ending the old society, bringing in the new. You know, what did the Maoists do in the Cultural Revolution? They destroyed Chinese history. What did the Taliban do in um, yeah. Afghanistan? The Taliban are as much Maoist as they are Muslim. And they destroyed all the old Buddha statues. You know, what are the Maoists doing across America now? They're destroying the monuments. They're destroying the statues. They're destroying the past because they want to build a new society. So they have to do that on the ashes of the old. So for Maura Healy to say that, saying, you know, the new society will rise from the ashes of the old. That's Maoism. And she is heavily involved with the Maoists of that state. So when you understand their terminology, when you understand their their rationale, that, that makes perfect sense. But it's chilling. It is very chilling. You know, and the Attorney General of one of the major states and one of the major economic drivers of this country is basically talking Maoism, revolution, and mass destruction. You know you've got a problem. <laughs> well, and not even hiding it. That's what's different to me these days yeah. is it used to be they would... Every, every Maoist around the country would understand what she's talking about. Right. The last would go over her head. Most people would go over their heads, but that's what she's talking. Mm-hmm. Well, and this relates... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Trevor. Go ahead. Sorry. No, well, this is it. They, they're always dog-whistling to each other. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, this is, they, are, they are pretty darn near open about what they're doing now. But I think most Americans are still in denial. Oh, they don't really mean that. Surely Americans wouldn't want the destruction of the country. Surely this Black Lives Matter stuff will go away. Well, you remember back in the 1930s, the Jews of... There's a whole... Many Jews right. in Germany got caught because they thought, oh, Hitler doesn't really mean this. This will pass. This is not a big deal. Surely mine can't. That's just a joke, you know, getting rid of the Jews. This this is crazy stuff. And they, you know, Hitler told them what he was going to do. Black Lives Matter tells us what they're going to do. 
the Democrat, you know, Joe Biden's talking about completely transforming this country if he's elected. Well, where did we hear that before? Mm -hmm. They're telling us what they're going to do. So most Americans think, oh, no, 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 they don't really mean that. No, no, that, no they don't really mean revolution. They don't really mean they want to destroy this country and everything that we hold dear. No, surely not. Well, yes, they do. Oh, very much they so. absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and um, I want to make this point, and and well, of course Trevor made the point very well. But listen, listeners, if you are in an area uh, where your local government or even your state government, and we're in Washington State, so this applies to us too, right? We're not, you know, being hypocritical. Factor this incredibly important fact into your preparations and your planning. If you live in the city of Seattle, for example. And I'm curious how many listeners we have in the city yeah. of Seattle, probably Three. two. Um, <laughs> um, understand what you're up against. But here's the thing, given that very few listeners of ours live in major urban centers. OK, we get that. It affects you. And, and that was that was last week's episode, episode 88 about well, in episode 87, actually about big cities and how this spills over and goes out. And so understand that this is. This is not hyperbole. This is not ranting. When you've got the attorney general for Massachusetts saying what she said, that is an indicator, you guys. That is the red check engine light coming on, right? That yes. means this is something to deal with. And how you deal with it are all the details of prepping. But this is something to deal with. And Trevor, here's a softball question for you. Um, we've been talking about Portland and Seattle and Massachusetts. Um, let's say you live in Boise, Idaho, and uh, it's a red state and all of that. Um, you know, local government, city council members, let's say. Um, if you live in a red state that voted for Donald Trump, do you have nothing to worry about from Marxism? Softball. <laughs> look, look, it's funny you should mention Boise. They've just elected a mayor there who is a Marxist yep, in Boise, exactly. Idaho. So, look, look. This local government is one of the main targets of these people. Because, see, this is Maoism. You set up, you take over local areas and you exploit the tax base of that local area to, to train your activists, to educate your people, to brainwash the children, to create a counter-state. This is Maoism, a counter-state. Now, the Marxists have already taken over, pretty much taken over Seattle, Portland, um, Eugene, Oregon, um, you know, Corvallis, um, most of the cities except for Salem and, and Oregon. They've taken over the Bay Area. They complete, the Chinese control the Bay Area. Very heavy, heavily in Los Angeles. They've taken over Jackson, Mississippi, Durham, North Carolina. Um, close to taking over Memphis, Tennessee, close to taking over Nashville and Knoxville, um, Dar I said Durham, North Carolina, Richmond, Virginia, um, New York, um, Boston. You know, the, the communists control many, many cities in America, and they basically are using those to, to consolidate their power in those areas and defy the federal government. You know, you, California is basically in, mm -hmm. is almost in secession mode. Yeah. You know, you can almost imagine California and Oregon and Washington seceding from the United States and inviting the Chinese in to help them. You can see that that's not the crazy possibility that you would have said 10 years ago. You know, there was... um in 2009, so this is 11 years ago, the Canadian Intelligence Service, the, their, their SIS, released a report saying that the Chinese, through their business contacts mainly, had taken over the government, had control of, not influence them, control of the governments of British Columbia and Alberta, you know, Canada's two richest provinces. Well, I would say they're not far off doing that in Oregon, Washington, and California either. You know, they've got they've they've used their business their their money to buy American businessmen in those states, all of those states, and they've used their ideological connections to take over the politics. You know, um, you you have got a communist government in Seattle. Yes, you've oh got gosh, a communist yes. government in Portland. 
you've got a communist government in San Francisco, pretty much in Los Angeles, and pretty much in Sacramento. So in all of those states are in basically rebellion against the federal government. You know, wow. they're defying yep. the federal government in all sorts of ways. So this is this is setting up for secession eventually. Oh, but, absolutely. You know, even if we don't get to that point, we're still getting into a chaotic situation that is going to put American against America and, and cause the destruction of your economy and most of your infrastructure. If, I repeat, it is not stopped very soon by resolute federal action. And it's got to be federal because um, the states are in rebellion. The states support the secessionists. And that's going to create all sorts of problems in itself. And I think Trump is reluctant to do this because I don't think he can actually trust his military right now. You know, his military openly defies him. So... You got you got some problems. <laughs> well, and as we only have about a minute left, so as you're describing this, Trevor, and though, and I, and again, I realize you haven't read my books or even looked at them. When you look at the cover of the books of my three book series, A Great State, the first book is called A Great State: The Divide, and it is the cover of it is the picture of the California, Oregon, Washington, and the tearing of a map down that borderline. And I divide, Whoa, okay. and I divide okay. the states there, because it again this was in the grid of the 2016 election um, between states that call themselves great states or sanctuary states, and and what you just described it's giving me the chills that I kind of saw this coming. But we only have about um, oh I don't know 30 seconds left, so we're not going to start up a new hot topic because that's a bad way to end a show. But I. More than anything, I want to end on the note that we want to make a point to say every week because it's becoming more and more pressing from Benjamin Franklin, one of our great founding fathers. He says to us, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Folks, we we have very little time left. If, Like Trevor said, if you are not a prepper, become one very quickly because your time is running out. And so is ours. Everyone have a great week. Patreons, join us on the after show. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate. All of the fun and easy prepping information heard on this podcast can be found online at prepping2-0.com. You can also find out more about Glenn's books online at 299days.com and about Shelby's books online at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared. Be prepared.